Hello and welcome to another episode of Below the Fold. Uh, we are now in our fifth season. This is episode four uh, in the season, and then total, 104. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's 104. That's a lot. I know it's a lot. A lot of yeah. episodes. So I'm actually really excited about this episode. I want to introduce our guest this week. It's Chad Ingram, CEO of Jump. Welcome to myself. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, welcome to the show, Chad. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're excited to talk about Jump and um, and your history. Yeah. So uh, yeah, me too. One thing we want to do real quick. I I've got a little bit of an icebreaker. I want to I want to run past you. Okay, um, I'm ready. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I may be ready. <laughs> so uh, as, as, as our listeners will know, and I think you know Chad, Greg Judd was on the show last week. Yeah. Uh, Chad is the one who introduced us, so uh, we kind of talked a little bit about, about you. Yeah. And uh, uh, he wanted me to, he gave me the icebreaker. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, he wanted me to, to ask you about, um, about your midnight gas station runs <laughs> in St. George <laughs> listening to the band called Brand New. Brand new. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And at the time, not at the time of this recent trip, but at the time when I was like in high school, we used to say brand new, brand new, because the new album was better than the old album. So it was brand new, brand new is what we were listening to. I had never heard of brand new until today when (laughs) I talked to Greg. they're awesome, man. In fact, so we went on this trip, um, oh, I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago or so. And um, I I had met Greg before, and um, I like just at a really high level but then then uh we went on this golfing trip to saint george and anyway we went to run to the gas station to get red bulls at midnight which was a great time mm-hmm. <laughs> and it started out by us uh you know connecting on music that we love that i hadn't listened to in years actually and so so he knew brand he knew who oh, brand new was oh yeah he knew he knew and he's a musician so he right. he was like a professional musician on tour and yeah um you know at and he like was on tour at famous shows you know where i'm from in california and um like warp tour and that kind of stuff so it was really funny to connect with him and look at that kind of style of music yeah and i for sure i i was a lot more into music in the past and uh i mean not that i not that i don't enjoy it now i just you know life's life's different yeah. so i don't you're a grown-up <laughs> yeah, now for sure i'm a grown-up now so the radio is what plays which is a little bit unfortunate but um the last thing i'm thinking of is what kind of music i want to listen to when i get in the car yeah because usually my car rides are filled with phone calls now unfortunately sure. yeah it makes sense <laughs> yeah we actually had yeah. the opportunity to, it was to a great listen time. to greg's band playing on the episode last week so <laughs> we, awesome. we played a little clip from from greg's uh, old days of that's of great his band that's great uh, okay he so, actually sent me a few youtube videos oh, he this did. past week i that at my request right. at my request though he wasn't being pretentious <laughs> <laughs> so last thing before we move on uh that was all I had heard about the midnight run to the gas station. Yeah. Well, uh, so we, nothing we crazy. bonded. He, he we made it bonded. Sound like there was some crazy stuff going on. Oh, it was crazy. We like bonded in this insane way. And now we're, we're homies. Now and the homies. ride was like 30 minutes, you know, okay. max. But that was enough to get like a few songs in. And we're, you know, singing like as loud as we can in this drive across the desert. And it was, it was awesome. Wow. Know? I, we I didn't did, hold hands, but we, I mean, we but probably could have. Yeah, we were, we were pretty close. I didn't think after <laughs> hearing that story that I would be so jealous. It was, I mean, I could see that. I yeah. could see that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, it's a good time. Uh, all right. So, let, let's get into the, the, the main portion of the show. Uh, we want to talk about Jump. We want to talk about how it started. We want to talk about all the success that you're having. 
But yeah. before we do, we have to play a little intro music. Uh, we are recording live from the Stone Sheba in downtown Provo. Uh, if you or anyone you know is looking to start or move their podcast to a professional studio, feel free to look them up. TheStoneSheba.com. Bam. Really cool place. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, okay, so uh, we're going to break this episode into three parts. The first part is going to be jump origin story. Okay. And, and, and we have a lot of listeners that are like entrepreneurs and small business owners. So I want to take that perspective where it's like, listen, you're, you're an entrepreneur, you started a company and two years later, it's this massive behemoth of a, of a company, uh, in, in the tech industry. A lot of people are wondering how the heck do we do that same thing? So, so any that's secrets great question. That have, that's what, that's what we want to do. That's if you guys one. have input on that, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's part one, part two. Yeah. We want to get more into jump and it's uh, what edge it has in in the space that you're in, uh, why anyone would want to go to jump. We want to talk. Right. Uh, what were the other things, Brandon, in, in section two? Um, well, I can't remember if it's section two or section three, but section two A. Section two A. <laughs> like just, um, I think breaking down like best practices and all oh, yeah, that yeah. stuff. That's right. So when we talk about, because you're in the social media space, you're in the review space, rep man yep. space. Yeah, listing we, space as we, well. We want to talk best practices uh, in those spaces for those people who uh, are looking to yeah, improve, absolutely. improve there. Absolutely. And, then the, and then the third section is digital marketing roulette. So every episode at the very end, we pull out the roulette table, we spin the ball, and uh, each number on the roulette table corresponds to a random question. Could be marketing related, could be personal, could be totally random. I like it. In the last few minutes, we'll just we'll just have a little fun with digital marketing. Okay, that's perfect. Okay, so coming back to Jump. Uh, Jump is just over two years old. I, I want you to take us back to the inception of the idea and then kind of walk us through the story of Jump, how it got started and like the, the highs and lows the mistakes you made, the successful, I, just everything that you think would be valuable for people who are hoping to yeah. to start a business and become successful. Yeah, for sure. Um, let me give you, um, to really like describe the story of Jump, I have to go back just a tad further. And, and I, think, I think the detail is valuable, you know, to, to kind of help people, um, you know, to kind of help people through those decisions that they make. Yeah. And because everyone, when you're making those decisions, everyone thinks that you're insane um like and the people you know the best think you're insane you know like your family and your friends they're the ones that are like no don't do yeah, that yeah <laughs> it's the strangers that encourage you so um so anyway when <laughs> There's i something wrong with that yeah right? it's weird it's really weird but it's totally true when i um so i i come from a long line of entrepreneurs um you know there's some there's just like you know dev mountain where the the dev mountain uh, startups building that was actually my mom's family that that was from the startups candy company that started and the startup building yeah okay. yeah it was startups candy was in the startups building that's why it's called you know that's mm -hmm. where dev mountain is and so that i mean it goes far back um, my family you know in being entrepreneurs and um i saw the feast and famine of being a small business owner like kind of growing up you know times were really great sometimes with my my dad's small business and he was a caterer 
Um, and you know, sometimes there was struggle and I was like, I'm going to go the safe route and I'm going to go be a lawyer, you know? So then I, you know, I get into school and I'm, you know, about to take the LSAT I'm in my last semester and I decide to quit, you know, last minute and changed everything. So, that's, so I, that's why everyone thinks you're crazy. Yeah, exactly. So in my, even my wife, I remember coming home from LSAT prep course. And I'm like, Hey, actually, I don't think I'm going to go to law school. And she's like, that's that wasn't part of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so anyway, she was super supportive. That's um, bait and switch. Yeah, I was a bait and switch. It was mm-hmm. definitely, you know, classic bait and switch. So, <laughs> so anyway, I, uh, um, made that decision. Um, I had three classes left in my undergrad and, um, uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I got a call from, you know, a family member of mine who's a cousin, uh, he was in California. He's like, I got this idea for this marketing company. And I was like, great. So I'm in, I need something, you know? And so we moved to California shortly thereafter and started, um, a company called scout, which was a marketing agency, you know, based out of California. Yeah. And so I did that for a couple of years and, um, I give that kind of like prequel to that, you know, to the story of jump, because that's really how, that's where the idea came from. The idea came from the problem that we were experiencing as a marketing agency at this company. And we grew really well. We, we had, you know, lots of employees and, um, we had a great first year. Um, and I did that for a few years, but the problem that I saw was that, you know, if I'm a small business owner, I need online marketing. I know that, but it's this really ambiguous, like topic. I know nothing about it. I don't know anything, you know, I don't know any details. If I'm a small business owner, all I know is that I have a web guy and my web guy works on my website sometimes. And, you know, you don't really know, you you know, and then social media really kind of caught traction. So they're like, I have a social page, but I don't really do anything. So anyway, small business owners generally, you know, they're just not, they haven't, they have a track record for not being as familiar with, with, uh, you know, with digital marketing. And so, you know, they hire digital marketers and when they hire digital marketers, they think they're going to solve all their problems. And so, but as soon as the small business owner has a bad month in sales, who do they blame? The marketer. Yep. But the irony is they have no idea what the marketer's really doing for them. And they're probably doing their job and there's a hundred things that could cause low month in sales. And so anyway, I wanted to solve that problem. So I thought, what if we could automate a lot of the things that we're doing as an agency? What if we could automate those for small businesses and let them do it themselves? And so, you know, um, and whether it's the business internally or whether externally it's a marketing agency who's, who's you know, um, delivering the software to a, to a client, you know, they could do that. And so, um, that's how we got started, you know, and of course things change as you go along, but, um, you know, that was the problem that we were solving and, and, uh, that was about two years ago. Um, so it's kind of crazy. So I, I brought a couple, I sold my shares in my last company. Scout. Uh, yeah. And scout, um, I sold them to my partners and then, uh, and then we started jump, you know, pretty shortly thereafter. So uh, you kind of skipped mm-hmm. over this, but yeah. why, why would you leave scout, uh, uh to start something else? Yeah. Great question. So I always wanted to be in software. Um, I was really compelled to it and I, I find it fascinating that we can put such high value behind something that it does solve a problem, but essentially doesn't exist. Like I thought that was so fascinating. I loved, I loved the idea of putting entries into a server somewhere and that it does so much mm-hmm. and essentially you can't touch it. You can't hold it, you know? And, and that was fascinating to me. Yeah. And you take out the human element. Exactly. Right? You have an agency, you're managing people, you have the software you're right. managing. You remove subjectivity, yeah. Yeah. right? Like, so it's, 
now granted you still have bugs, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you exchange subjectivity for bugs, but um, you know, I just was really fascinated by that and I I just felt compelled to that and I knew that where I was in my last company, I you know, and to give a little more detail, I was a minority partner. I was the really young entrepreneur learning from some of the older guys and I I was ready to go at it on my own. And and I knew that there was a better way. Yeah. You know, I knew that I knew that we could serve the same type of business, the small business owner, um, you know, in a in a more impactful way. You know, uh, service has its place, but I knew that we could reach a greater amount of of you know business owners and and a greater impact to the global economy. You know, um, through software where we can deliver a login. So that was that was something that was really um, that that we were really deliberate about. And so, so anyway, we got started self-funding. Um, and, and this is, uh, this is, where are we in the timeline? Yeah. So this was, this was about two years ago that we got started. So technically I, I technically started the company in October of 2016. So, so just over two years ago. Yeah. So just over two years ago, we didn't really start like the business, you know, until January. So, so we say kind of, yeah, in that wheelhouse of two years. Um, so is it, is this when you were in the office that uh, was at a golf course? Yeah, so we were at the golf course for... Which golf? Uh, oh, hollow, something hollow. No, 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 it wasn't. No, that's another one. Um, this was... Uh, <laughs> you, have a, you have a preference uh, Sleepy for, Ridge. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we were in the second floor of Sleepy Ridge. And so I had a small office there from my last company. And when I sold those shares, we kind of officed there for a little bit because mm -hmm. we still had the lease. And then we started looking for another place and we were going to stay here, you know, in Provo in this area of Utah County. And then an opportunity came up to um, take a office space from Infusionsoft. Um, if, have you guys heard of Infusionsoft mm -hmm. before? Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, so that really worked out and we've had a really close relationship with that company as well. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah. So that's we were at the golf course, which was a little bit distracting. We just play golf like. Yeah, I've heard that you're we not a bad to, golfer. Well, I'm okay. Greg, Greg's pretty good. Greg's, Greg's just got stronger arms than I do. <laughs> is that is that, that that's the difference? He's like huh? he's really yeah he's uh yeah he's stronger he's got than the power I. Yeah, he's got swing. the power. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, when you're not golfing, yeah, you're starting a new company. That's right. Uh, this is this is the part that I think is going to get the most interesting because yeah, there aren't many. How, how big is the company now? How many employees? Do so you have? we are. I think we're at. Last I heard, we have 52 in, <laughs> I heard. in house, but we just hired another group that's coming in in January. So, and then we, we just started a group. So I know we're below 60 and then we have, we have a handful of people working at home, you yeah. know, in other States. And then, um, so, so about that many people in Utah. Um, and then we've got about another 15 or so in the business. Okay. Uh, that's outside. significant growth over two years i know and the crazy thing and what what's like you know got investors all over us is that um you know we've done that you make with it sound relatively like, you make it sound like a bad thing well Ugh, no, no 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 our investors well all over, they're just like knocking our <laughs> down our door it ebbs and flows right now yes um <laughs> uh, but they uh you know, that we've done it relatively capital efficient. Yeah. You know, we, we raised a small series A, um, brought on these awesome partners um, that really supported us, but our growth path was, you know, already up. So we didn't really have to do that early stage seed round. Um, so that gave us a lot of control and, and um, not just control, but like a lot of momentum, yeah. you know, and yep. good, really good energy behind it. Um, 
But yeah. So, so let, let's pause right there. You, you talked about getting investors really early on. Yeah. What was the key to getting people to invest in your company? Was it the fact that you had already had growth? Was it, was it that you had the momentum? Like what, 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 when people are like, I need money, I need funding. What are the things that you feel they need in order to go to the investor prepared with? Oh, that's a really loaded and good question. Um, <laughs> uh, one I think is the stage. Um, one is the stage. You need to know which kind of investor you're talking to. There's, there's many types of money and different stages of money. And you want to make sure that you have the right investor because you have to think about it's funny. Investors will ask me now, you know, what are you looking for an investor? And I'll say, I'm looking for somebody I like. I mean, you're, you're married to this person for a really long time. They're coming to your board meetings. You're, you're going to have fights with them. You're going to hug them. You know, you're going to, you're going to like, you know, go after the world with them. And, um, so, don't, so don't go after the first person that comes. No, definitely not. I mean, if, if you have a deal that's, that's good and you feel right about the, the investor, you know, but so many people approached me with all these like really negative stories about investors and stuff. And we found like the best guys. We, we did a deal with Arthur ventures and, um, they are, are really Microsoft guys, um, that came from a company called great Plains, which was acquired by Microsoft. And the guy who started this fund, um, his name is, uh, Doug Burgum and, um, another they're related, um, James Burgum, Doug Burgum's currently the, um, uh, the governor of North Dakota right now. So hmm. just really good people. Yeah. And, and they, they really got that we're deliberate about serving small businesses. I think most, most SaaS companies, they start small and then investors and they, they just become enticed by swimming upstream and starting to sell enterprises. And we just won't do that. That's not, that's not the business that we're building. And, um, that's not our, our purpose. Our purpose is to empower small businesses. And so, um, you know, so we're, we're not going to swim upstream, which leaves us in a really, really awesome position, yeah. you know, because as they do, so we, we continue to win, win with small businesses. So anyway, that's, that's good. But investors, um, you know, the, the other thing, yeah, I think I already kind of spoke on it is, you know, just, just the relationship piece. Like, you know, I think one, one thing investors notice when they come to our office is the energy, you know, they, they feel it, you know, it's palpable. Um, and you know, you just feel it, you know, you walk into a place and you're like, wow, this is, this feels good. You know? Yeah. No, that's important. So, yeah. Okay. Did, so I was sorry, gonna ask, go ahead. did you already have sales like in place and, and happening when, oh, or, yeah. or were you pre-revenue type? Oh thing? no, no, no. We were, we were chugging right along. So when we took our series a, which was just this past summer, um, in, on, in June is when we closed, uh, we were at about uh, 2 million in ARR, you know? And so, uh, we'll finish this year. Um, so that was about six months ago and we'll finish this year at about 6 million in error. So your investors are pretty satisfied. They're pretty stoked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty happy about it. So next year is also, um, you know, we're mapping out next year right now and it's going to be, it's going to be significant. So, um, we're excited about it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so it, it it sounds like we're kind of closing section one of the show. Well, unless, I mean, unless you guys have any other questions on, you know, sometimes people come up with really good questions on how, you know, Why, how things one get thing started. that's coming to mind, your staff is around 50 people. What yeah. percentage of that is sales or, or market? Like, like yeah. is there a bull? Is it all developers? Is it all sales? Yeah. Good question. Um, our two biggest departments are, um, sales and marketing as one department and then product development. So, okay. yeah. And so I think a little bit earlier on, you know, as we're getting like our first version of software sales was a little heavier cause we were trying to self fund. And then, 
um, and software developers are expensive. So we, we yeah. actually recruited quite a few people out of Dev Mountain because oh, we cool. wanted to get these young guys in, you know, to, to help and, and girls. And it was, uh, it was good. It was really awesome that we loved yeah. the culture at Dev Mountain kind of matched our culture, a really like free thinking place. And mm-hmm. um, that was cool. So yeah, well, I imagine question. like you have this and I imagine a lot of listeners are in a position or, or have been or will be. They have a really cool product that's been developed and now they got to start selling it. And you start looking at options. Do I start running a lot of Facebook ads and, and target yeah. business owners? Or do, do I need to like hop on the phone and start cold calling? Like in those very early days. The when answer is the second one. Is, Get on the phone and do the hard thing and cold call. You know, I wouldn't run ads early on. Ads ads are going to spend, you know, take a lot of money to get going the right way early on. I mean, really, when you're getting advertising going, I mean, I don't mean to get into the marketing type stuff, but when you're running ads, um, early on, you're paying for data, really. Yeah. You know, and once you've got that who's data. Who's responding and who's Yeah, in, yeah, who's exactly. In. I mean, and then once you've got that data, then you can make decisions on, like, targeting and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just risky when you're early on, but that's a great question. I think... What I tell people early on, if they've got an idea, just freaking do something. Mm-hmm. Like my, my business partner says, um, he's, he joined in on the company a little bit early on. Um, he's kind of a older, old school investor and a, a close friend of mine. His name's Alan. And um, he always says, for hell's sake, do something. <laughs> you know, like anything. You know, you have all these people that have these ideas and they, they love to talk about them. And, and it's like, yeah, but what are you doing, you know? So, so what I tell people is like, go hire a web developer, put a website up, spend some money, put some skin in the game. Even if you don't have money, go get a credit card, do something mm-hmm. like sign a lease, like, cause you will figure out a way. What happens when there's a fire under you, you freaking move, you yeah. know? And that's kind of the way I see it. Like, I remember the office we took in Lehigh, we couldn't afford it, you know? We figured out a way to afford it, <laughs> you yeah. know? And, you know, I, I remember we brought on, you know, some awesome leaders from Infusionsoft. Uh, we recruited them from there. And uh, um, our CFO, CRO, um, you know, head of partnerships and just really great people. And um, we couldn't afford them. You know, we didn't know what we were doing. But we're like, we're going to bank on this. We're going to bank on their success. We're going to bank on the team, you know, and, and you figure out a way to work. But when you're constantly talking about it and you never try yourself, you know, you, you find yourself just talking yeah. about the idea. So that's the hardest thing for me, man, is, it, the, is picking up the phone. Cause I'm so introverted, I guess. Yeah. 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 And it's that thought of like, what do I say? And <laughs> I know that I'm, I'm annoying cause I'm calling. I'm like, I need to speak with yeah. the boss or maybe it is the person. It's yeah. like, yeah. I don't know. Like, did you face, like, was there, was there a, a, a system that you found that worked? Like, yeah. was it, was it doing the pitch over the phone? Was it, no, I just, I want to go out to lunch with you or, like, how did that work? We hammer the phone for sure. <laughs> we have a really diversified sales model now, but early on we hammered uh-huh. the phone. Yeah. So, and I, and my background is sales. I'm not a software engineer. I, yeah. I tried to learn it and I started to learn it and, um, I learned enough to know how it works and you know, how everything interfaces and, um, and to, to be able to hang in the product meetings and stuff. But, uh, um, I'm definitely a, a, you know, an entrepreneur sales, yeah. you know, type. How, how did you handle your pricing model? So at the very beginning, you're trying to get new clients. Are you like giving heavy discounts just to get people <laughs> in the door? Like how, 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 you know what we were, we were really trying to scale this past summer and we were discounting quite a bit just to test it, to right. like test price elasticity. And we were wrong. Customers will continue to pay you at, you know, I think people would rather pay and get what they need. Like. one thing you have to find out as a business that um, you have to find the right price to deliver what they need, right? 
So even though you want to you want to charge less or maybe you think you could charge less, you may not be able to deliver what they need for that price. So so um, so anyway, we, we tested that out and early on, um, I think is a good bearing. You know, we looked at we looked at small packaged marketing services and we were like, what if we automated that and we charge the same amount? And that seemed to you know make a lot of sense to prospects and customers. And so that's where we kind of landed on that 300 number. We had tested 199 and 249 mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, landed on that 299 a month. So. so so, you found as long as you can deliver what people are looking for, price is less of a, a, a barrier. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think it's a combination of that and who your customer avatar is. So once you discover who you're selling to, you know, I mean, if we were, if like, I'll just tell you right now, if we tried to go pitch, you know, a large enterprise on using our software, it just wouldn't make any sense at all. You know, cause our software is not built for them. It's not priced for them. They, in fact, they'd laugh us out the door cause they're like, wait, the contract is what, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, so, so anyway, we do sell to the mid market as long as it serves, um, small businesses. Like we might go to a franchise that, that, you know, does 50 million in revenue, but they have franchisees that run and do, you know, 500,000 a year in revenue and and they're the end user, you know? So that's who we, that's who we work, work with. When on the topic of pricing, I was going through getjump.com beforehand. I I couldn't find pricing. I couldn't find pricing. (laughs) It's a call to to get pricing, which we've always, you know, there's always a debate on, do you display pricing? We've been having that debate recently, actually. But especially with your market where you're not necessarily going after, because usually when I see that, I think, oh, it's enterprise level. It's out of my price range. And then sometimes I'm surprised and it's like, oh, I actually could afford that. Um, and, you know, the, the price range you are, it's like, that's really not that bad. Like a lot no, of small yeah. businesses. But I would immediately think like, oh, this, they're going to want 1500 plus, 2000 month <laughs> type thing with a giant contract yeah, and everything. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you've like A-B test that before. Or it sounds you know, like that's a I, discussion happening in the company It right is now. a discussion happening right now. And I think you make a really, really good point. So I'm going to take that back to my team. <laughs> <laughs> Just on, you know, seeing it, you know, for some people it might make them feel like, oh, maybe it's a lot more money than. Yeah. Because I mean, I at Dev Mountain, we're kind of like in that interesting area. I mean, there's a vivid where decide. it's, yeah. you know, much bigger budgets, bigger revenue. It's like, we're a small company, right. but we also have like decent sized budgets. Right. So we're in that weird area where we're starting to get into that's kind right. of enterprise yeah, stuff, yeah, but, yeah. but not really. And so that's where every time I see that, it's like, ah, dang, I already, I have a yeah. hunch. It's, How many then, employees are at Dev Mountain currently? Uh, I want to say like, a, I want to say like 70 to 80. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, yeah. So like Dev Mountain could be a user, you know, I wouldn't yeah. say that Dev Mountain would be too large for for jump but mm-hmm. um you know you could say like you know if we tried to go knock on delta's door sure that would never make sense yeah. you know or, or something like that but but certainly the mid-market we we serve so, so. One, one thing i just realized is that uh we don't actually know what jump does we haven't <laughs> we haven't we talked talk about, about that about yet that? yeah so, so so give us the give us yeah. a pitch. i mean you talk about being a sales guy and stuff like yeah, that. yeah. Give, give us a pitch what what who would benefit from jump and what what do you guys do yeah so so we're looking to help businesses that know um and are aware that that an online presence a quality online presence is important to their growth and who have a desire to grow and so those are the businesses that that we go after and that we serve so um so with that, what we've done is we've created uh, a tool that is really um, that really has a depth over, or sorry, that really has a breadth over depth. 
you know, okay. uh, strategy. Yeah. So what that means is that, you know, let's take a tool like uh, Hootsuite. Hootsuite, let's say Hootsuite has 100 features, okay? And of those 100 features, 80% of their customer base, so the majority of their customer base is probably using the minority of those features. So maybe 80% are using like 20% of those features. That's generally kind of what you see. And then the 80% of those features are, are really like to help solve problems for the 20 percent of mm -hmm. those customers so anyway we're like well we don't really want to build a lot of stuff that people aren't going to use so you know we we've talked to a lot of customers surveyed a lot of customers looked at what look at what marketing services are being done and we thought let's create what what small business owners need and so when you look at the jump platform it's very simple and it's very digestible you know we've we've spent a lot of time and energy on making sure the UI UX is is uh, really really quality and and just easy to digest, easy to understand. So what we've done is we created a product that um, you know is the intersection of listings, reviews, and social media. And so that's that's a um, what what makes us unique is that they're all together. And so. What you're, what you're seeing right now in the SaaS market is actually more validation on kind of what we started with. We actually didn't launch separately. We actually launched our platform with all of them, which is kind of crazy. A lot of platforms, you know, like some of our competitors will launch one category and then they've been incrementally adding other things to their software. So, um, sorry, real quick, can we, can we, I just want to get a little bit of clarification. You mentioned, yeah. you mentioned list listings yeah listings so direct like local citations and exactly okay so exactly so is that like from an seo standpoint people? yeah okay yeah so really from an online presence like reputation type thing as well i know reputation we usually think reviews but reputation as in controlling what what your brand is online i think yeah. that's important in making sure your data is consistent across the web so from jump you can actually make publications to about 70 different directories and then you can make edits to those in, in real time and integrate to all of those without having to create a login. So, so is this like Moz local? Yeah, it would be similar to a Moz, but closer to a Yext or a signup if okay, you're familiar you. with yep. those platforms. Yep. So um, essentially replacing that and um, uh, that that portion allows you to to you know pull data and push data you know to the web so okay so that's listings and correct. then you mentioned reviews yeah so, so review the review component is uh monitoring generating and responding so um really a listening and response tool on the review side and so we monitor um i don't want to give you the wrong number because it changes but about 25 different directories that'll allow you to like get notified you know if you have a review that came through on like city search or brown book or something like that you know some of these more obscure right. you know directories yeah and then allow you to generate reviews um on you know facebook um uh, Google and then you know we do have some some more industry specific stuff like Zillow and 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 those so allowing you to generate reviews by sending a text so, message okay. or so an that, email okay so Correct. that's monitoring and responding to reviews and was there soliciting reviews yeah generation is oh, generation, what we call okay. it yeah the so that's like a podium side. yeah exactly so okay, on so that category we'd compete with the podium gotcha and then the third one was social which uh -huh. it sounds like it's similar to Hootsuite yeah very similar to Hootsuite so think like Jump is, you know, a Hootsuite, a Yext, and a Podium in one login. For okay, the, so for, for people who money. are using all three of those, you could they move could to, replace the entire. You could thing. jump to Jump. Yep. And See what we did there. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And then and then yeah. uh, uh, consolidate your. That's right. Yeah, and so that's offerings. what that's that's the 
I think that's why the market is really loving what we're doing, especially marketers. You know, small business owners love it as well, but the marketers are really jumping on it because, um, because it, one, it saves money and it saves time. I mean, think about, you know, how many times, like I've been a small business owner and when I started my, you know, first company and early on a jump, like I had a spreadsheet with 40 passwords in it and half of those made me change it every like couple months. And yeah. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Sorry, I almost said hell. Am I allowed to swear on the show? <laughs> you can say it depends. Hell. Okay, all right. Well, we'll we'll keep it family friendly. I will say this: there, there is a box that I have to check. <laughs> if we go beyond hell, it becomes explicit, <laughs> and I've never checked that box yet. Well, well I think we should be okay. It wasn't okay. an entirely stressful day today. So, um, anyway, so so yeah, um, that yeah, that's that's uh, that's w the feedback that we're getting from business owners and marketers is that they love that you know they're the saving money and time. Yeah, it's huge. So I don't need to hop back out. And when you're, you know, if you're a business that has multiple locations, you can make roll up edits and you can, you can actually, you can visit all of your locations and all of those locations can have all separate social media pages and all review pages. And you're managing it from one login. So I mean, we've got customers with hundreds of, you know, locations. Okay. So, so when you talk about servicing small to mid-sized businesses, right? what are you measuring to determine whether they're small, medium or large? Is it number of locations? Like what, what yeah, is, is it, it, yeah, good is, question. is it number of needs they have? Maybe it's beyond those three core pieces to the software. And you're just like, Hey, we can consolidate these th few things, but the other things that you're doing, like we don't have those offerings. Yeah. Um, I wish I had a, an even better answer for you, but we're figuring that out right now. You know, I think that's something that, you know, um, uh, Perfection is a moving target, right? So we're trying to figure out as we go along what we're uh, what we're solving for and, and how we're solving that. So on a, on the sales side and like customer enrollment and customer experience side, uh, we separate them. You know, so you have a different CS team managing those larger mid market accounts. But as far as the definition of what those customer avatars like look like and what that persona is, I think we're still figuring that out. Um, what we're coming to. I mean, we know we know what our direct customer is like, our small small business customer is like. Uh, but on the mid market side, there's a little bit more that we're still figuring out. But what we do know is that we are willing to sell to a mid market customer who is is uh, whose end user is a small business owner. So that's usually what we're seeing, you know. Okay. So like in real estate, you know, we've done we've worked with mortgage companies, you know, and that have you know hundreds of brokers across the country and those brokers are small business owners and we want to help them, you know? Okay. And then, uh, uh, is there ever a time? So do you have plans to move into more of the enterprise space? Zero plans. None. None whatsoever. Okay. So yeah. if, if like if a Vivint came to you and was like, Hey, we've got, <laughs> we've got, you know, reps all over the country, what, what would your response be? Well, let's talk about the rep. Let's talk about the user. Okay. Is this something that the user can benefit from? And if that user can benefit from it as a, as a small business owner, like, you know, is there a justification that Vivint through its local locations might benefit from that? You know, yeah, then maybe there's a conversation. But not there. if it's managed through the corporate office. Not likely. I mean, okay. if, I mean, that's where it could get a little, a little bit gray and we want to make sure that we're, you know, getting our software, delivering our software to the right group, you know, but like if, you know, 
Qualtrics wanted to do a deal. Qualtrics doesn't really have any sort of a local footprint, and it probably wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, but I do know because I I had worked at Vivint a long time ago. Um, I do know that uh, you know they do have local offices and that kind of thing, and and maybe that's where it could make sense where where they're using that software to generate reviews and and respond to them and you know create social media posts. So. Yeah. If if any of the local offices were uh, authorized to do anything online, you're <laughs> right. It probably would help, but they're not. So that, that doesn't help you at all. <laughs> no. Uh, no, that's good. Okay. Uh, so should we get into the best practices? So when we talk about yeah, when we talk about reviews or when we talk about listings, I'd love to maybe one or two points in each in each kind of column to say, this is what you should be doing. This is what you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, that's great. So uh, we want to start on the listing side. Yeah, let's start on listing. Yeah, so um, I think there's a lot of market shift going on the listing side, and and there's really kind of, and uh, not to get too high level, but I think that um, just the way that that market is gone, it's almost data and data publication has almost become a commodity where um, you have these these huge companies that are authorizing the the pulling and pushing of data. And you know you have companies like InfoUSA and Yext and you know YP and these other these other companies. And so early on, like five six years ago, you used to be able to go in manually to a lot of these places and make edits, uh, which was a lot of work. Um, you know that was like something we did at my old company. We used to do that. It's a lot of work, but you could do it. And now you know because these relationships are being owned by these huge data public you know publishers. Um, you can't access it unless you've gone through one of these big data publishers. Yeah, and so it makes it harder, I think, for for small businesses. So that's really that's really changed and marketers, and so that's really changed things. And so it's required the use of of some sort of software to do that, which is kind of interesting. So best practice, I would say, just kind of a simple, easy best practice. Once you can gain access to that local data, um, the directory and citation data. Um, to make sure that that data and, and content isn't stagnant, to be updating something, you know, you know, at least once a quarter, but ideally once a month. Whether that's an image, whether that's your your you, a lot of a lot of these directories, you can actually link a, a landing page or a website or something, some sort of offer to it. Um, to do that, uh, change your description. I mean, there's the more dynamic you can keep that information, the the better it will perform. That's interesting you say that because when we're talking about 70 different directories and changing <laughs> those on a quarterly basis, yeah, or then monthly. it makes more yeah. or monthly, then it makes more sense to use something like a jump. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's it's uh, these are all things that help you get more traffic. And when you can get more traffic, you can work on conversion and you can you can increase your sales. So that's that's essentially what jump does. But you got I mean, you know, it's not a set it and forget it kind of thing. And that's, I don't think any marketing is a set it and forget it kind of thing. Yeah. I've had, I've had experience, a lot of experience with citations and and small businesses. I've helped my brother who owns his own law firm. And we went through this exercise where it was, he was at the time he was using Moz local. Okay. Moz local. I I don't think he was paying for all the full services. It was more of a monitoring like, Hey, here, and then he would try to go in and make the changes himself, which is really challenging. They make it hard on, I think they make it hard on purpose. Yeah, they want to charge you. They want you, to, yeah. They're like, <laughs> you want this to be easy, you pay us money. Yeah, if you totally. want it to be free, then you have totally. to jump through like a ton of hoops. Yeah. Uh, something else that from a best practice perspective when it comes to citations is uh, try to get as consistent across your listing as is possible. Exactly. Meaning the format, right? Yep. So if you have, it, it, like even your website where if, if on one listing it's www dot whatever and that's the next right. one you leave out the w's that's, that's right that's inconsistent and poor practice 
So on, right. in every regard, your your address, if it's street and you have ST on one and S-T-R-E-E-T on another, you. it yeah, does. Yeah. It does. So, so, so when you talk about a platform where you only have to manage one listing with yeah, your address powerful. and phone number and, and website, and it distributes the same exact information across right. all platforms, that's, that's another benefit. Yeah, absolutely. And the consistency is king, you know, to have that data consistent. So there's something in, in SEO called, and essentially what what jump does when you use the jump tool it increases your your you know search engine optimization really it's a it mm -hmm. is an seo tool it's a yeah. it's a content publisher really if you you want to want to get technical on the marketing side and um you know you that data like it's absolutely imperative that it's the same so what people need to understand is that in seo you have something called domain authority and to have a stronger domain authority you need to have more and more of of the same type of content linking back to that domain and so you know if i have a business that's called you know on citysearch.com i have a business called chad comma llc and then on yp i have one that says you know chad llc and then another one that says chad's inc right mm -hmm. like I might be able to deduce that that's the same business as a user, but an algorithm and a computer likely is not going to be able to, and I'll tell you certainly isn't going to be able to. And so um, you're essentially building a lot of short domain authority as opposed to just one strong business online. Makes sense. Yeah. So uh, I want to move on to another one. The last thing I'll say here is, one, Jump is not paying any sort of sponsorship. <laughs> so I don't feel obligated to have yeah, yeah. anyone go straight to Jump and, and use their, their tool uh, to consolidate all their citation stuff. Right. But I do think that it's really important and a big time saver to find a platform that does the citations for, sure. for you. For sure. Uh, okay, so that's citations. Let's move to reviews, reviews. right? You asked yeah. about reviews. So um, really, this one's actually kind of simple. Um, a lot of people reviews are are a thing now and people care and business owners they take it very personally um and and i think to a certain extent they should like they should really care about what their customers are saying i mean we do you know we use our own tool internally um and uh you know and i i see i see nearly every review maybe not everyone but i see a lot of them um but anyway so getting reviews is important we know that what people forget is to respond to them and, and so some people will, will be responding. A lot of times they don't. And then when they respond, a lot of times they just respond to the, the bad ones. <laughs> right. Because they're really offended by them. But they should be responding to everything. So like, let me, let me ask you something with this, because mm -hmm. uh, this is a question that's been asked. And I, I don't know if I've ever heard a, a, a thorough answer. But uh, not that I'm excited. I mean, if there's no answer, then fine. Hey, hey, we'll try. Uh, which <laughs> one's better, responding poorly or not responding at all? Oh my gosh, this is really funny. I think we have a YouTube plug-in video here at some point. So there's this really <laughs> there's this really funny video on YouTube. It's um I think it's uh Jimmy Fallon. It's okay. a late night show with Jimmy we'll, Fallon. We'll have Brandon look it up. Yeah, and, yeah. And we'll, if there's a clip, we'll, we'll play it. it. Oh, it's so funny. So there's there's one of him and uh oh Aziz Ansari. Okay. And and they're reading Yelp reviews. And one of them's acting like the customer, and the other one's acting like the business owner who's responding. And it's so okay. We're gonna pull. Funny. We're gonna pull. We this have up. to find that. So, um, yeah, you might you might have found it. Let's take a look. I did find it here. Okay. How long perfect. is it? It's uh, like eight minutes. Okay. Yeah. We'll if, just just jump in. Just a random clip. Yeah. Just yeah, grab we'll, a random we'll, clip. We're not we'll gonna save it. I gotta wait for this ad to play. It's uh, <laughs> all the way through. They're, they're getting you, man. <laughs> anyway, it's really funny. It's it's the the business owners responding. Do not respond negatively. It's a bad idea. 
don't engage that way. Just say, hey, thank you so much for the feedback. We'd love to help you. And another one, a lot of times businesses will will start you know, going after each other on reviews and they'll create fake reviews to each yep, other. Yep. And, a, and a real quick tip, just respond with something along the lines of, it, you know, it doesn't look like you're a customer in our database. You know, like, hey, we can't find your name in our database. Yeah. Doesn't look like you're a customer. Either way, we'd be happy to help you. Yeah. Okay. So, so when I'm talking about uh, responding poorly, yeah, I'm not necessarily talking about like fighting with the customer. Yeah, yeah. Saying, so hey, please don't idiot. do that. <laughs> but, but, but there are instances where you may have canned answers and you have like five negative reviews and you have the same exact response in every single one where it's like, oh, we're sorry that this uh, that you've been having a hard time. Please contact us right. here. And then it's this, it, it's the canned answers. Yeah. Or the canned answers aren't aren't that 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 great, right? Which is still a negative experience. People are trying to be positive and they are responding. I think where possible, you need to you need to have an actual response. Yeah. Now, you know, we can have an hour long conversation on AI and content creation and all that kind of thing. Um, you know, and I think there's there's certainly a place for that. Um, but it is I would say it was better to have a personalized response, you know, and, and again, we can have a long conversation about AI and where that's headed. Um, you know, but uh, ideally one day AI will, will be able to personalize as much as possible. So, yeah, I, so. I think there is a probably a whole episode that could be dedicated <laughs> to, to automation. In fact, last yeah, week, Brandon exactly. had Brandon. Uh, yeah, we won't, we won't talk about that. We'll just have an episode <laughs> about it. All right, Brandon, you're queued up. Let's uh, let's see what Jimmy Fallon has to say here. There you go. I've never been a fan of this place and I don't get why people like it or why my friends insist on coming here frequently. The drinks are overpriced, the service is hit or miss, the menu's very basic. I never had a good meal here despite having been here about seven times. <laughs> so Aziz is the Let owner. Let me help you out, buddy. If your friends all like it and people keep suggesting you come here and they all seem to have a good time and they enjoy the food and they somehow find a way to afford the sky high prices and brave the onslaught of hit or miss service, <laughs> what are the odds that you have no freaking idea what you're talking about? <laughs> By the way, have you heard about our loyalty program? <laughs> I like that. All right. That's amazing. So, so actually, this this yeah. brings up another question because some companies have yeah. turned it into their brand to respond in a way like that. I am all about disruption. If that works for you, give it a shot. So <laughs> Wendy's is good at that. When, yeah, Wendy's only only if you have Aziz Ansari in your marketing. <laughs> could team. be. Could yeah. you do that? Could be. Uh, no, but there are there are places that uh, like. We, we we often bring up the case study of uh, Snowbird, right? Yeah. Like they use their negative reviews in their marketing, uh, <laughs> like their billboards. They take the one star reviews, and 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 it's because they have such a huge and loyal following, where these one star reviews. Uh, and, and we've talked about this, like. Uh, it's Snowboard. out of it is like out of brand. Like it's almost like there's a tight club and culture that would laugh at that. Right? Exactly right. Like yeah. like uh, Snowbird is considered a more difficult uh, resort. Yeah. So when people come from like California or other states and they have a one star review where they're saying it's way too it's way too hard. I mean the black diamond was insane. <laughs> I felt like I was gonna die. They're putting it out there because there are so many other people who are like that's exactly what I'm looking for. I'm looking for right. a black diamond that I feel like I'm gonna die on. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. <laughs> On brand. So, uh, yeah, exactly. So I think in some cases it's probably rare and very hard to do. 
you could probably pull off being uh, kind of douchey as as uh, <laughs> as you respond to these reviews. Exactly. Okay, so that's responding to reviews. Um, uh, what about uh, what's the third one? Social media. Yeah. So this is similar, right? Like a question comes up with social media. Is it a marketing tool or is it a customer service tool? And it's likely both, but what's the balance? Should we use it to communicate with our customers or should we use it to prospect new customers? You know, it's funny. Um, you know, I don't mean to sound cliche, but I don't think there is a balance. And I think that it is it is all in one function, right? Your, your marketing and your customer experience are one and the same. And um, that's that's what it is for. That's why it's funny early on, you know, when we were talking to a lot of investors, they're making us think differently and making us think about like, well, how do we define our business and how, how do we market our business and how do we get our messaging right? And that was challenging in the beginning when you're a multifunctional tool, it's like, well, who are you then? Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can't be good at everything. Yeah, exactly. You can't be the jack of all trades if you're really, if you really want to grow. And, um, you know, I think we found a good place, you know, cause we were looking at it and they're like, are we a customer experience platform? Are we a customer engagement platform? Or are we a marketing platform? Are we a social media platform? And we're like, no, you know, we're an online presence platform. Like this, we, we accomplish many things to accomplish one thing and that's to grow your business. So um, anyway, so back to, you know, answer your question. I, I think, I think customer engagement is marketing. You know, and uh, so so anyway, um, I think as far as a tip goes, um, you know, a lot of small businesses, they they know they need to post and they post sometimes. And those that do post post what they rarely do is respond and they they Mm -hmm. don't really engage. So like they they make a post and it goes out off into the ether. Now, there's there's some, you know, social signal ranking component there that still matters sure but when you get engagement in there it takes it to the next level Makes you sense. know and sometimes it's super simple like somebody comments and you know ask a question or sometimes they just say hey this is really funny or this is a nice post and they still don't comment back you know mm-hmm. and so anyway not to you know plug and jump too much but like you know in our platform you're able to to go in and create a feed for your facebook page and then your instagram page and your twitter or whatever it is um youtube and and then as comments come through, you're notified of them, and then you can you can reply right there. So it's pretty cool. Um, but I think you know making sure to engage and reply is is a huge component to um, to a good online presence. Cool. Uh, we don't have a ton of time left, and I want to make sure we get the digital marketing roulette in because this is uh, <laughs> this is a favorite of, of yeah, a lot of yeah. people. Okay, so um, while while Brandon's getting the ball out and we're we're setting this up, uh, quick review. We yeah. have. We have, I don't know, a couple, we have at least, how many, how many slots are on this thing? A lot. Yeah. So, so <laughs> we've 20 something at least. We, we, yeah. We've got, uh, we've got several random questions. Uh, some of them are marketing related. Some are, I was would hoping you rather, that, I was hoping that we would get to talk about the karate kid. There's a, <laughs> there's a poster in here of the karate kid. And some Who really knows? epic maybe, movies. There might be a question that comes up <laughs> maybe, about the Karate maybe, Kid. Maybe in the future. Yeah. So this is this is not trivia. So we won't talk about you know wax on wax off type <laughs> stuff. Um, no, this is That's this funny. is just a fun. Uh, mostly get to this know you. This isn't like questions about like you. It could be, but it's mostly like your answers will be telling of the type of person that you are. <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway, so are we ready, Brandon? We are ready. All right. S- slam that that ball down there. Let's see uh, let's see what we got here. 
we told Greg last week that sometimes we put bets on, uh, on what color <laughs> what or number it's going to be. be. So I'll nice. put another $10 on red. Red seven. Oh. There you go, baby. I, I won the ten bucks uh, that I lost that I lost uh, last week. Okay, what'd you right. say? Seven. Yes. Okay, seven. Question seven here. So, uh, would you ditch your smartphone and tablets? Let me adjust my mic here. There we go. Would you ditch your smartphone and tablets for an entire year for a hundred thousand dollars? I heard about this on the radio today. <laughs> Just today. Yeah. Where did you get the question? Uh, this is a, a campaign that this is a, vitamin water is doing. Oh, yeah, vitamin water. Okay. Uh, I love it. So the question they're, wait, is... They're, they're offering $100,000 to somebody or they're just like, throw, they threw the question out to see what... It's like an actual I, contest. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's what I heard. Um, which is super random because I just happened to have the radio on while I was like, you know, I was coming over <laughs> here and I happened to hear that. That's really funny. That's a great so question. you've given it some thought then, at least for I three mean, seconds. Not, yeah, maybe a couple seconds at least. <laughs> so, okay, so it's so, phone and tablet. Yeah, no phones, no tablets. What about what about? Do I get a computer? You, I think you can use a computer. They just well, said yeah, no I mean, phones. You no got to run a business, right? I but maybe not if I got a hundred grand. You know? Yeah, you. Could I mean, just I take might take a off. little break. It. I mean, a lot less return, but you know, maybe that would work. Okay, so would I? Um, given my current circumstances, no, I would not. But. Um, because I can run my entire company from my phone. Right. You know? So, in fact, that's like, it was funny, total tangent here, but I remember going from the larger laptop, what is this, 15 inch or so, uh -huh. and going back down to the small one, just because all I do is communicate now mm -hmm. and, you know, looking at tons and building all these spreadsheets that kind of change. So, I don't know. I could probably just, you know, I think the phone's pretty important. Of course, my wife would probably be stoked if I got rid of my phone for a year. Yeah. So, that, I mean, I bet I'm if you chalk got, it up to a maybe. I bet I bet if you got rid of your phone and tablet for a year and legitimately did it at the end of the year, you'd be hesitant to to get it back. I you know, I believe that. I think that um like on a serious note, I think that you would see the world in a different way. Totally. You know, it would I, slow down. Oh, for sure. Have you have you heard the um uh you know, there's a setting on your iPhone you can check your usage and the see the screen how time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, I look at that often. So people tell me, they're like, oh, what is your screen time? And I say, I don't want to know. I, I really don't, I don't, I don't want to know. I've never, I've never looked at it. I don't want to know. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, what about you, Brandon? Would you do it? No, I couldn't do it. I think I, <laughs> He's just I would do it. Flat out. I would do it. You would do you it? Would? Oh, yeah. In cash, right? Like this is cash. Well, you do have yes. your computer, right? Yeah, I got So there's still some communication. Dude, listen, I look at my screen time. And uh, I'll just tell you right now. I'll pull it out and tell you exactly how much time I spend on my phone. I do not okay, spend a lot of time on my it. phone. Well, uh, we'll we'll be the judges of that, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. All right. So screen. Oops. Screen time. I've got last seven days. I'm on my phone one hour and thirty seven minutes a day. No way. That's it. That's that's, well, that's actually day. kind of it. One hour Wait, thirty seven so minutes count on average. Screen time or phone time too. This counts everything. The phone, I mean, I'm rarely talking on my phone, but you've got Safari, messages, Man. Instagram for an You're hour. You're either and really efficient with your time or you, or an introvert. I don't know. Maybe both. <laughs> I, I, well, <laughs> or maybe none. Neither of those. Neither. Neither. neither those. He's prepping for this contest he claims that he knew nothing about. He's actually gearing <laughs> up to, to compete. Yeah, I'm practicing. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I use my computer a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I, a lot of people love doing their stuff on their phone and I, like Kinda i'm not a huge it. fan of that like it's still 
I, I have the iPhone 10 and the screen is a little bit bigger, but it's still, I mean, it's not a pixel. Brandon's yeah. a pixel guy. Oh, love the pixel. Uh, <laughs> so I would, to- that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. have a tablet. Yeah. So yeah, I, could, could I get rid of one hour and 37 minutes a day? Yes. For a hundred thousand. For, 000? Sure. Yes, for sure. For sure. They do supply you with a 1996 era cell phone. That you will use during the contest. Oh, wait so a you minute! Can so you get a, like a rotary phone? I think you get like an old. You probably get like an old school. Dude, Nokia. Yeah. can you can, like so that you can makes make a flip sound when you close it? No, it's it? like a, it's like an early, uh, yeah, Nokia, early Nokia. So it might come with Snake. I don't even think they had <laughs> so on it. Snake. Yeah. Remember the bowling game? You <laughs> I could do the oh, bowling. Yeah. I don't even think they had flip phones <laughs> in 1996. I think it was just yeah. like a, a brick. I think it was. Anyway, yeah. So okay, crazy. And you do have to take a lie detector test. No way. They require participants oh. so who's gonna do it have they know. chosen and it doesn't anybody even sound yet? like it's guaranteed like i think you might go the whole year and they're not going to give you like they still like select i don't know could you imagine could. like that would be the oh, worst so you PR. have to try and then in a year they'll give it to the winner yeah you enter the contest january 8th by that like, really doing changes a tweet. things up they send you the phone if you make it six months you can win ten thousand dollars you can win you can win so oh, i don't so think th- it's guaranteed they're letting anyone do this anyone can do this i'm not doing it then that's a low barrier to entry man <laughs> it's, it's a very low barrier <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah that sounds like a lot of breakage in that are you out strategy. you're out now well i'm out of that content yeah if it were guaranteed <laughs> if it was just like yeah, yeah. do it for a year my oh, question no was guaranteed i, I would, got the I cash would, right here i would throw my you. like they offer it to me i would literally throw my phone in a lake that minute yep yep it's really too bad we couldn't get you to make that decision now because it would be funny if you threw it in the wall at the wall i am this <laughs> yeah all right next <laughs> okay, question let's get to the next question uh, that was a good question. Did, did did you just add that to the list today? Yes, sir. All right. All right, man. You have a, oh, you can see the board, so you already know it's uh, red fourteen. That's right. Okay, so <laughs> question number fourteen. Uh, question number fourteen. Uh, what mistake do you see entrepreneurs making when first starting to market their product or service? Is there a mistake that stands out to you when it comes um, to the marketing side? Yes. Uh, the first one I already kind of mentioned spending too much money on advertising, mm-hmm. um, or any money on advertising. Um, and the other one would be like, this maybe just is kind of a pet peeve of mine. And especially cause I'm wearing a sweater right now, but, uh, with my logo on it, but guys <laughs> that go out and the first thing they do, like I started a business and I've got some hats and shirts, you know, flat build hats with my logo on them uh-huh. and stuff. And it's so like, they spend all their money on swag. Yeah, man. So that's not super effective. You know, I mean, you'd rather, you'd probably rather spend money on a lunch taking, you know, yeah. a prospect out. So how, it. how long have you had jump swag? So literally like even after we closed the series a and had millions of dollars in the bank, I think we made one order of, or no, we had made two orders of t-shirts cause every quarter we do a company rally cry. Um, you know, like, and, like the last one was stay scrappy because we had raised the money and, and we're like, you know, we want to, we want to continue being scrappy and mm-hmm. not, you yeah. know, not spend in a dumb way. And so, uh, we ordered t-shirts with stay scrappy on them and stuff. So, um, just really just recently and barely. So this know? is a first edition. Sweatshirt. Oh yeah. This is a first edition. I probably should have brought you guys some. Yeah. If I was a swag guy, I would have thought maybe I should bring you guys. Some. Well, the <laughs> fact that, not. The fact somebody that, gave me this. That's <laughs> two things. One, the fact that you used to work at Vivint. Yeah. Makes it disappointing that you're not a swag guy. I know. I know. And they num- have killer swag. That's right. And number two, 
uh, don't tell us you should have brought swag and then not tell us. I'll make sure that you guys get a sweatshirt because I'm wearing I'm, right now. I work at Vivint, but I'm wearing a Qualtrics. I wear you wear it well. Swag. I wear swag. I like it. Like that's, well, then that's I, like half my wardrobe. Well, then I'm gonna I'm gonna get some to you guys. So <laughs> nice. You're, you're gonna need it. It's on. It's on record. Yeah, it's on. It's, it is now <laughs> recorded. All right, we yeah, got. We I got, will find you some, even if it's scarce. Okay. Yeah. F- no. Seriously. First edition jump swag. I'll take that. Oh yeah. One uh, time for one more. All right. Here we go. Uh, this ball, I can't find it wherever I put it. <laughs> <laughs> so does Jump have hats yet? We got our first hats yesterday. Wow. But but they're not flat build hats. They're dad hats. It's okay. Which I, is even cooler. Dad hats are, that's my preference. What do we have, Brandon? <laughs> we got number 17, black. <laughs> we don't we don't need the color yeah, i know <laughs> i just like to say because you always say that um all right here it is if you had to quit your job right now which i guess in your case your company might go out but my my life your life <laughs> if you had to quit your job right now and had to do something completely unrelated to what you do what would it be that is a really so really no sales hard no marketing question. no software SaaS, no agency basically let's just say you can't be in tech Oh yeah. So I think I have an answer for that. It's going to sound a little crazy, but I would love to work on a farm or a ranch or something. I love being outdoors. I love being away and I love to like work with my hands, which is really weird because I'm in an office all day, you know, for the most part. So, um, you know, yeah, I didn't, uh, you know, grow up that way. My parents are small business owners and, you know, I, and I grew up working in the family business. And so I like to, you know, do physical work. So, Sounds a little crazy, I, I think. I love that. Yeah. I would love to work on a ranch. Yeah. I've got a cousin who's literally like a cowboy. Oh, really? Yeah. Like he... It's like my idol. He... he uh, uh, He's in law school now, but... <laughs> oh, cool. But before that, he was... Before, he was a real cowboy. He was. He, he lived on a ranch hundreds of miles from civilization. He, he drove cattle. He was the kind of guy that, that would take days... To get from one place to another, sleep on the ground, <laughs> to put his hat down over his face, and his and horse is tied up, tied up uh, on, on uh, the tree next to him. He was, yeah, he was a true cowboy. His Instagram is one of the best uh, I've, oh, I've, I've I've ever followed. Uh, That's awesome. Which reminds me <laughs> of uh, we were going to end on that question. We yeah, were, yeah. We were all the dice on this, but if you could travel a hundred years in the future or in the past, which would you choose? In the past, for sure. Why? Um, I'm a history guy. I'm so fascinated by weird little things about history. Like I don't care at all about going to Paris to see the Eiffel Tower sure. or E. Cheese. I care about going to like Normandy and going to see what happened there. Like I just, I'm so fascinated by the past and I think the past is, you know, how we're here and it's just so fascinating and interesting to me. There is, we moved, me and my wife were from California and we moved uh, to Utah and I remember like on an early Saturday, I was like things to do in Utah and I Googled a list and found like go visit ghost towns. And so I started Googling different like abandoned towns <laughs> to go visit. And oh, then yeah. I started just driving to these cool old towns and I just thought this is so freaking cool. Like anyway, I just, that's something I love. Definitely the past. So that's 1918. You yeah. Go to. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Me too. 
Yeah, you I pick would the past. I would pick the past. Like, are I, we living there? Or are we just visiting? And I, I, and I, World back? War One would have just been over. It would have almost finished. over, right? Yeah. yeah. But, so, but we're just a few years from the Great Depression. That's that's true. And heading straight for World War Two. So true. that's a tough time. But if you <laughs> if, if you know it's coming, you could probably make a lot of money. You, I'm, I'm you could sure make a lot you of money. Could. Uh, I would probably go back a little further. I'm thinking like <laughs> like Wild West, 1850s, uh, 1850s that era. Like yeah. I I don't want car, I don't want automobiles. I don't like I want I just want to be secluded. It, totally. And to answer your question, would be to live there, not to mm-hmm. not to visit. Uh, and, and last thing I'll say on this, um, I recently bought my dream car in July, which okay, is okay. We need to hear what that is. So it's, it's a, I love cars. It's an F one fifty King Ranch. <laughs> Oh, we're waiting wow. to hear like Lamborghini. So that or was that was yeah. no no no. <laughs> hey, I'm all about well, that. I'm in tech. I'm in tech. I'm in marketing. I know. Like, I, I would love to be a cowboy. I'll never be a cowboy. The closest thing I'll ever get that's a cowboy truck is a cowboy truck. That is a cowboy that's truck. Right. Yeah, I have an F one fifty too. I love it. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> now I don't know what I'm gonna get. Like, yeah, like where from here? I, I think you might need a horse next. Maybe, yeah, that might be true. You might need a horse. I don't know where <laughs> so you go, put go, it. Go, for, put go it from back. a couple hundred horses to one. <laughs> To one horse. Yeah, for uh, sure. Okay, Chad, thanks so much for being on the show, man. This has yeah. been this has been a lot of fun. Uh, it, it, anyone who's thanks listening, you want to get in touch with Chad, you have contact information? Yeah, absolutely. Should, feel free to shoot me an email, um, you know, chad at getjump.com. Um, and, uh, you know, I would love to answer questions. I, I, you know, if I can help you kind of think through problem solving and getting a business going, um, I'm pretty transparent. If it's if you, a lot of times people ask me if it's a good idea or not, I'll tell you, <laughs> but of course awesome. it's my opinion. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, so anyway, yeah, happy to, happy cool. to chat with you. Yeah. Thanks again. Uh, if you're listening and, uh, you have topic ideas or want to submit anyone else to be a guest on the show, feel free to reach out. Our email is inbound at below the Uh, And that's it. Until next week, we'll catch you below the fold. That was a bad sound effect.